Thank you so much for joining this episode of the Success Beyond Lens podcast. This week, I have Alexis Overstreet on to talk about self-care planning as a tool for creating a lifestyle of self-care. Alexis is the founder and president of Metaspace Counseling and Metaspace Wellness. She offers individual therapy sessions, coaching groups, corporate wellness, and retreats. She is a bona fide licensed clinical social worker with a passion to gift others with modern and traditional practices to heal their own bodies. It is 100% her jam to encourage daily practices of self-maintenance and care, especially for post-pandemic wellness. So let's dive into today's episode with Alexis. Hey, y'all. Welcome to today's episode of the Success Lens podcast. We're so excited to be jumping into season five, and we're going to be talking about health, fitness, self-care, mental health tools you need, the resources you need in order to run a business in your best self. This is not a season where we're talking about getting into shape or getting a beach body. Like th- throw that out the window. I am talking about taking care of your body, taking care of yourself, taking care of your mental health. When you do these things, you're able to run a better business because you are in the best version of yourself. Now that's something that is constantly evolving, but that is what we're focusing on for season five. And I am so, so excited about it. So grab your headphones, your water bottle, a glass of wine, because yes, I am still drinking a glass of wine, please. And thank you. And let's dive into this season. Thank you guys so much for hanging out with us today. I'm really excited to introduce you to Alexis. So Alexis, thank you so much for coming on. Absolutely. Thanks for inviting me. It's fun to be here. Absolutely. So tell me a little bit about your business and how you got started and all of the fun things. Right. So I am a psychotherapist and I got started on my road to uh, to social work, right? I was working for an educational marketing firm and it just wasn't doing it. I was doing, it was more of like macro work for me and uh, working with kind of edu- the educational system and, and the kids in that system, but more so from a macro, like how do you train the teachers to help the kids and things like that? And so it just wasn't cutting it for me. And so I decided to go into social work. From there, it's like lots of different changes happen, but I did decide to go into direct practice, which is what we call therapy. And and I've had several jobs since then. And then I guess maybe about five years ago, decided to open up my practice. And then the pandemic hit right around mm-hmm. the time was moving. So five years ago, of course, it was past the pandemic, but right when I was moving, uh, the pandemic hit. And um, and then I started to notice lots of changes happening with folks, like the things that I had been doing pr- uh, previously as a therapist was just not cutting it. It just wasn't working. People were still highly activated, lots of anxiety. And so I started to uh, branch out and study a little bit more things about how stress and trauma and overwhelm are in the body. And that is where my wellness business comes from. So I have two businesses that I have now. One is a traditional therapy practice and another is a wellness business for therapists and also some general public. So that's almost, it's a very kind of short, uh, quick answer to how I got to where I am now. That's awesome. I love the idea of like, and correct me if I'm wrong, but like the physical manifestation of like trauma, overwhelm, stress, 
Oh, absolutely. I saw a lot of that. Now, I saw a lot of it before the pandemic. It just wasn't as pervasive. It was just everywhere. And not only just was I seeing it in, in, you know, in my clients, but I was also seeing it in so many of my colleagues and I was also experiencing it. So, uh, you know, we come, we are business owners oftentimes, and then we come into these, these places where things are just not working and we do have to change. We have to figure out what needs to be done differently in order to continue to live out our purpose. And so that's when I started to transition to a fair amount of like body work, if you will. So, Wow. That's really cool. So today we're going to talk about self-care planning as a tool for creating a lifestyle of self-care. So kind of dive into the topic a little bit and then we'll see where it takes us. Absolutely. I love to talk all things self-care. And one of the reasons that I like to do that is because one of my uh, kind of my platforms and how I talk about this is I'm really here to revolutionize how we see self-care because it has been so commercialized, right? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, yeah, self-care this. Okay, yeah, I can't. Like, I'm so sick and tired of doing this or maybe I don't have time to do self-care. It's been diluted in our in our culture And self-care is self-care is self-care. We need to come back to this place where we uh, think about how do we take care of ourselves, And Mm -hmm. not only that, but how do we take our care of ourselves in this very modern world that we live in? We live in a really modern world where uh, we're not used to, our body is not used to receiving as much information that we receive, you know, we we get so much information about like crises around the world, humanitarian, like disasters. And so we're trying to process that. We're also trying to process like all the electronics that we use. I talk a fair amount about, you know, our electromagnetic frequency, like intake that we have. And then also like many of us are running around here, like low grade dehydration, Right. So we don't even think about that. And so when you think about self-care and those things that I just talked about, it has nothing to do with pedicures, manicures, massages. Amen. I mean, uh, like all those things are important. It's almost just like it's a different spectrum. So my my idea of revolutionizing self-care is to really encourage and invite people to think about how can you do self-care on on a daily basis? How can you create a lifestyle of taking care of yourself with the idea that we live in a modern world and we just have to do it differently? So when I talk about self-care planning as a tool, it is a tool and uh, how to use it as a as a lifestyle. I want to really just like I want those two to go together. I want those two to be a couple so that people can understand, like, how can I do this every single day? So that's what that means. Like, when I say that, that's what that means. And I can talk more. I know, you know, as we continue with the podcast, I can talk more about, you know, some some things about self-care. Like, because when I start talking about it like this, people are like, well, I don't even know, like, what can be self-care? And that's the whole deal around revolutionizing it. We We really want a revolution of how to take care of ourselves. Yeah, I think society or culture, like you said, has made self-care skin, like skin level, you know, where it's like, you know, go grab your bottle of wine and a bubble bath. And it's just right. like, that's right. not taking care of yourself. Yes, it's not. <laughs> I mean, well, let me just say it can be. It's a part of, right? right? It's just not like, you know, you can't do that in the middle of the day. If you're working and you get have a stress or you get really stressed, you cannot go and take a bubble bath. Right. Right. You can put off like the stress that you're receiving. You can put that off and then like, you know, well, you can recognize it and then put off the bubble bath into like 
the nighttime. But I'm all about like, what are some things that you can do like throughout your day to help you regulate your nervous system and discharge the stress that's coming up? So let's dive into that a little bit because I talk and I'm, y'all know, I talk about my therapy and my therapist and uh, experience with it and how I've learned how to manage my anxiety throughout the day. But I've always talked about it from someone like not a professional. So I've talked about like, okay, I've been triggered. Like recently I had to deal with a client issue, but you still have things to do in your business. (laughs) Right. So talk to me about what that looks like as someone. And I think so many business owners, especially, you know, different, the different clients that we've had kind of have to have anxiety, they manage depression, that kind of thing. So what can we do in, like you said, in the middle of the day to help mitigate those stressors? I mean, it's a beautiful question. I love when, when people start asking questions like that. The first thing, you we can't do anything without awareness, 100%. Like we have to know what our body is saying to us, what our body is um, wanting us to do. And oftentimes we are so removed from that because we got stuff to do. <laughs> you know what I mean? We got stuff to do. We got this list to respond to and people to respond to and and that's just the working part. That is not like the CEO part, the right. back end we actually have to do once we finish our work and we get home, right? Or once we have like, you know, a day dedicated to like a CEO day, like we're mm-hmm. just those tasks. And so we have a lot going on. And one of the ways to be aware is to begin doing certain techniques. And the main t- technique that I talk about and invite people to to do is breathing and specifically diaphragmatic breathing, right? And so how can you get to this place of not only breathing, but understanding when you have to breathe, right? Yeah. So we can talk about, oh, let's breathe, let's breathe. The back end of that is how do you know when you need to breathe, right? So yeah. what's happening in your body to tell you that? And Usually they're indicators. I mean, you could probably, I know you meant, just mentioned it, you know, struggling with anxiety and you talk about like meeting with your therapist. And I love that because it's, we have to advocate that on some level because health, mental health is health, health yeah. is mental health, um, vice versa. So some of those things can be, you know, stressful situations. When a stressful situation happens, I like to tell people that that is a stressor, right? Mm-hmm. And when that stressor happens, stress happens in your body. And usually I like to take a pause after that because I want it to sink in. When we think about stress, we think it's somewhere in the ether. We think it's up here somewhere. Oh, I'm so stressed. We love to say that. Girl, I had a stressful day. What you do? Oh, it was so stressful. That person stressed me out. We think of it as external. But I really want your listeners to begin thinking about stress as being internal. It is happening in your body somewhere. So say, for instance, you're out and you're doing your thing, you're, you know, CEO in or, you know, being your person, you know, that is employed in your company, but it's actually you Mm -hmm. (laughs) being that person and you get a call, right? You get a text message or you get caught in traffic and you just can't even get there on time or or the Zoom is not acting like it needs to act. I mean, all those things happen. What happens is your body starts excreting um, stress hormones. And as a result, you have certain places in your body that get you ready for, you know, this thing that we always hear about, about fight or flight. Right. And so being aware that that is happening so that you can breathe is one of, you know, really the first steps I start with, with my clients, but also like my coaching clients for that are therapists. Yeah. That's 
one thing that I would say we worked a lot or I've done a lot of work in is recognizing the physical man. I feel like I'm going to say this a lot, the physical manifestation of it, because for me, I've gotten to the point where like, I can legitimately feel like it feels like a ball of yarn, like a knotted ball of yarn in my chest or in like probably my diaphragm area, not my stomach, but like the diaphragm area. And I'm sitting here like, Oh, something, something's bugging me. Right. <laughs> and right. then it's like going through the Rolodex of, you know, of the brain, like, okay, which, which situation was it that's, that's sitting with me? And then it's like, okay, recognizing the situation. And then can I do something about it right now? No. Then, or is it even, is it mine? Does it even need to be mine? Right. right <laughs> and then right. releasing it. So I'm, I love the idea of becoming self-aware. So how, how do you help your clients in your practice to help them become self-aware? Because I, like you said, that's the first step. Mm-hmm. The first step is we outline with the difference between stress and stressors, right? So in stress, stressors is what causes the stress in our body. And so I really love how you just outlined, like you did this whole cognitive thing. Let me also say that this cognitive backtracking is important. Let me also say, sometimes we just don't have it. I'm sure you've been there and you've not been able to say like what things are happening, which is why communicating with our body is so important, right? So if you're noticing the tightness in your chest, you go, oh, okay. And you mm-hmm. still got stuff to do, like, you know, you're in the middle and you just, that's just your body saying like, okay, I'm getting ready for a threat. Where is it? Right. right. You can quickly assess like, okay, am I safe? Like physically safe, emotionally mm-hmm. safe, am I psychologically safe? Like you want to check in with that. And then, um, and that's just a really, that's like a second or two, right? Because most of the times we are safe. Most of the time we don't have a Mack truck coming at us at the same time, you know, maybe the idea of like, oh my goodness, I'm going to make a mistake and people are going to think that I'm a bad business person and my business is going to suffer. I'm not going to be able to feed my family. We're going to end up on the road without anything to eat. (laughs) I wish you could see my face because that is my brain or that used to be my brain constantly. I mean, like. I call it the bad cassette tape. Uh-huh. And so far, I've, I've mentioned cassette tapes and Rolodex. So I'm sure. But yeah, I call it the bad cassette tape. If that's exactly what it sounds like. Yes. And so we have, and that's, a, I would say like a modern, like, you know, anxiety is always future-based. You know, we know that mm-hmm. it has a lot to do with, you know, our past and like the room rumination about that, regret about about that. Um, we, we can't change the past and we definitely have no, we don't have complete control over the future, right? We do right. have some influence over that. And so you want to be in a present moment and being in a present moment is really figuring out like, how is your body speaking to you? Yeah. So for instance, I will, let me just go ahead and share this example. My brain is always like, ah, I, I start talking about self-care in the body. And it's just like, whoop, we about to we about to hit the ground running. <laughs> so say for for example, uh, for me, I have a beautiful job that I love and also it is stressful, you know? And so I try to tell people, you know, there's this, I also feel like this online, in the online space where, it, you know, it's like, oh, you're going to find your dream job and everything is going to be amazing and everything mm-hmm. is going to be amazing. It really is. And <laughs> you're still going to be stressed. <laughs> oh my goodness. That's a yeah. part of life. It totally yeah. is a part of life. And for but here's the thing: when people get stressed and they think that they're not supposed to be stressed, that increases their stress. That increases their stress level because they think something is wrong with me. 
right? Oh, that's such a good point. You know, and so you yeah. stay in this, you stay in this like cycle of trying to strive to not be stressful. And it's like, no, right. I need you to sit down. You are going to be stressed. Let's figure out how to like calm your nervous system when your body is speaking to you so that you can keep moving and thriving in life and do the things that you are purposed to do as an, as an individual. And so, for example, for me, last week, uh, you know, I talk about this all the time and I'm like very forthcoming about me just being a human. Last week was such a terrible week for my hydration. Hydration is one of the main things that I talk about. I talk about breathing and my clients will tell you, oh, she's talking about breathing now. What's she about to talk about next? You know, she's going to tell you to drink some water or <laughs> hydrate. So hydration is, is the next thing. Last week, my hydration was just like poopy. I, there are lots of things that contributed to it, but I didn't get to the containers that I need to get in a daily basis for the level of output that I'm putting in, the energetic output that I'm doing on a daily basis. And so as a result, you know, I started having inflammation, you know, I started having like lower back problems, anxieties increasing. And so those things are starting to happen in order for me to notice that I can't be in the past regretting and ruminating. And I can't be in the future thinking, worrying about what's going to happen. I have to be in a present to say, oh, okay. As a result of me not hydrating last week, these are some, these are the consequences that are happening. So this is what I'm going to be doing this week. And this is what I'm doing on a daily basis. So these things are happening, like they're happening ongoing. And the, one of the best ways to, to start being aware is to be in the present moment. And oftentimes we're just not in the present moment. It's hard for us to be that way. Awesome. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I haven't heard about hydration as part of self-care. I have heard of like sleep. And I feel like that one's not talked about enough either, but I have, I've never heard about hydration as part of self-care and my husband would probably love you right now because I'll come home and I'm like, man, I got a headache. And he's like, have you had any water? I'm like, I don't know. I'm going to make some more coffee. Maybe it's a coffee headache. Uh, <laughs> you know? So when you're talking about how hydration, I, in order to kind of trick myself into drinking water. I use like propel packets mm-hmm. and I've, and I had uh, a friend of mine who used crystal light packets. Are these, do those count or should we really focus on just water? Uh, so when I talk about hydration, I, t- I like to talk about it in three ways, uh, water increase, uh, hydrating foods, and then also fascia exercises that related to your body to hydrate uh, like your fascia. And so uh, with water, Yes, it counts because you're getting fluids in your body. You just want to also think about the things that you're putting in that so it doesn't counteract it. A lot of times the packets have the electrolytes in it, and I think that's Mm -hmm. great. But when it starts having like artificial sweeteners and things like that, you just want to be aware that it could have a negative impact on it, on on your hydration. But if you're and if you're ingesting like uh, water that is not like full of sugar and other things, chemicals, and things like that, then you're on the right road. Awesome. Are you looking for a conference dedicated to animal photography? Then you are absolutely going to want to attend the Animal Image Makers Conference this April from April 13th through the 16th. Now, here is the incredible thing about this conference. We limit the seats to 250. That means you are getting an intimate experience with some of the top animal photography experts in the world. Head over to the link in our show notes to use the code SUCCESS2023 for $50 off registration. What is fascia? 
Oh, yes. Fascia is our connective tissue. It's I, this is the, one of the best examples I can give. So sorry if it feels like a little gross. But when you're um, when you're when you're cooking chicken and you're cleaning your chicken and you're like and you see that little slippery substance, uh, you know, the little white clear. That's what fascia is. Oh. Uh, and we also have that. It's right. We have it different la- layers, but we have like the superficial layer of fascia. And our fascia is what supports us and connects all of our t- tissues, all of our bones. It's really almost like what someone would term is like a wetsuit. It kind of keeps us all together, literally our organs. And so when we're responding to a stressor in the community, our body in, in kind, our fascia is also responding in a way where our muscles may tighten, may uh, get compressed or shortened in order for us to do the things that we need to do to respond to the stressor. Right. And that's that's what I'm talking about, the fight or flight. So that's what fascia is. Fascia is the the tissues, the connective tissue that supports us, protects us and keeps us like all together. It's the it's it's the invisible thing that we can't see that is really responsible for so many important features for existing, really. Awesome. So what are some tools that we can practice, use in our day to day? to help manage those stressors, stress, you know, our stress level, that kind of thing. Like, like you said, we're not going to go home and get in the bubble bath. I don't even have that option. Thank you very much. (laughs) We're real sad about it. Um, (laughs) Right, right. So what are some things that we can do in the middle of the day when we recognize, okay, this, this is the stressor. Now, what are my next steps? Right. So one of the ways is to I would, I'm going to go back to breathing, right? And when you breathe, it's just not, usually when I, I usually do this test when I'm working with folks, say, just take a deep breath in and someone will take a deep breath in. And you can do this too, as I'm just talking, you take a deep breath in. And as someone is doing this, you go back and you ask them, are you, and even as you're listening, listeners, I want you to do this, take this deep breath in. And as you take that in, I want you to notice, did you have more movement in your chest or did you have more movement in your belly? And when we talk about diaphragmatic breathing, we want more movement in our belly. Our diaphragm is like the underrated organ in our body. It is responsible for so many things. And when it's tight and underutilized, it pulls on our spine and creates like lower back issues. And those lower back issues are happening. Then we start having like hip issues. It's just, it can be like a, a, like a spiral. And so if you're having more movement in your chest, it means that that is where your body is sensing that you need to focus most energy, which also means you may be in fight or flight, right? Okay. And so if we're, if we're breathing into our chest, which oftentimes we are, we just live in a stressful world. I think that's just <laughs> the, the the gist of it, right? We're breathing right. into our chest. It tells our body that we need to, we need more oxygen, more oxygen in our blood in order to respond to a, a threat. Right. So we're going back to fight or flight. When we breathe into our belly, our body's like, oh, okay, you good? We got time. <laughs> like we got we got time to like breathe into our okay. We okay, we breathe into our belly. Like we're good. You know, and it starts to uh connect to our, you know, so many of our other organs that 
you know, that are related to releasing these stress hormones. And then our, our nervous system starts to downgrade or just uh, relax as a well, is, is a word that people do. So if you can breathe into your belly, and one way to do that is even to visualize that your belly is a red balloon. And as you breathe in, you want that, that red balloon to like expand and get larger. And as you exhale, you want that balloon to just to get smaller. Okay. And as you inhale, belly gets larger, exhale, belly gets smaller. And that is really the gist of diaphragmatic breathing. There's so many different, literally hundreds hundreds of ways of breathing that can help with your nervous system. This is kind of like uh, the gateway, if you will. Uh, The other thing is uh, understand, just figuring out how much water you need in a day. And one main hiccup that people get in with drinking water, I know it's just if your water and I need to grab mine because I always have my water here, uh, is, is preparing your water bottles, right? Yeah. If you don't, it's out of sight, out of mind. Absolutely. You know, and so if we don't have it, we're not going to drink it. And so one thing and I say, and this is part of the self-care planning that I talked about earlier, one way is, that you know, I, I like to advocate for more than one water bottle. I mean, I know that's a whole like, you know, consumer, you're consumptive and, you know, using buying things. There we go. I see your two water bottles. <laughs> the main question is, is it water in them though? Yes, I have. So I go into Starbucks every morning. I give them both my cups. One gets coffee, one gets water. Awesome. That's a good, that's a great way to, that's a great way to do that. Yes. Um, but starting with that, if you don't have it, you're not going to drink it. Period. Right. And even if you have one water bottle and you run out, I think we all know when it runs out, we done. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. Having having to um, or having a plan to fill up and knowing where you're going to fill up is is the other thing. Those are really the two. I don't like to overwhelm people when it comes to care. Right. But those are two of the main ways to uh, to take care of yourself throughout the day. Lots of other things that you can do, you know, breathing and hydration is is one of the other things. Yeah. The two things. Well, water hydration. Yes, water, water, hydration. Awesome. I, I'm i trying to get better about my my water. My husband's always on me about my water. So now I have an excuse. I can say Alexis told me I can have all these bottles. Thank you very much. Right, 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 right. And it, it can be fun to get them. Uh, and the other thing too, if you can, I will tell you there is a difference when I'm feeling that I'm dehydrated or that I need more water. Because if you're in the people business, and most of us are, right? right? A lot of your people probably are in a people business. It is an energetic exchange that we're doing. It's energy work. And yeah. anytime we're doing any type of energy work, we're wanting to make sure that people are happy. We're having to pay attention to what they're saying. Listen, regurgitate. And we're doing all those things. Our body is using energy. Our body is working. Just period. It's working. And so even having a different frame of mind of how can I help my body work a little bit better, right? Because if you're feeling the stress in your body, your body is telling you, you didn't do a good job today. (laughs) (laughs) Or the world didn't do a good job today to take care of you. And that's often the case because we got a lot of stuff happening in the world. But if you can't get to the water taking, um, also just thinking about hydrating foods. And so uh, instead of having like maybe two bottles of water, it's better even to have like a bottle of water and maybe an apple because that oh, okay. will help to keep you hydrated. The app, the stuff in the apple will help to keep you hydrated. That's awesome. So what are some other like three, four other foods that are helpful in, in keeping us hydrated? Oh, goodness. You tell me I can eat. I'll, I'll eat some apples. 
Right, right. So <laughs> I cut up your apple, whatever you need to do. Prepare yeah. prep it at night is really important. I love cucumbers. Cucumbers are really helpful. They have lots of water. Let me tell you, I'll put you on because we always thought that, okay, this is like not no nutritional value, but iceberg lettuce okay. is the go-to, right? There's no nutritional value. People say that, but it has this thing called like gel water, G-E-L. And that gel water helps, uh, it keeps water in our system for longer periods of time. So any type of salads that you can eat, that's not necessarily drenched, you know, you know, you want to have dressing with your salad, not salad with your dressing. (laughs) (laughs) That's not necessarily drenched, um, you know, with sugar and salt and things like that, because that can reverse the effects of it. You'll need more water in order to flush that out your system. Right. Uh, Then also, I don't know, any type of fruits, berries, I always, celery is fun. And, you know, some people don't like celery. Oranges are incredibly hydrating. Yeah, those are probably my go-tos that I would that I would say that are easy to like cut up and right, right in the middle of the day. So I always like to think of things like making it as easy as possible. Oranges are easy, but with like mandarin cup orange, like mm-hmm. things you can buy. It does that count? Is that something that would work? Because it's more on the go for those of us who are always on the go. It is not gonna hurt you. Well. It, it, I will say it's helpful. You just want to check the sugar content. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. Content. Yeah. Anything that's processed, you want to try to have less, less process as possible. But if that's right. what you do, it is better to do that than nothing. For sure. I think that's one thing that I've had to kind of lean into more over the last couple of years is I was always an all or nothing person. I'm always, I've always been like, okay, I have to eat clean and exercise five times a week and drink all my water and journal and like, you know, listen to no my yeah. praise and worship, you know, whatever it was, where it's just like, okay, take a step, make sure you're getting some water in rather than none and make sure you're moving your body sometimes instead of never. I think we need to get better about giving kudos when we just do the the small things, the small steps. Yeah. And that's a revolution. That's a revolution, right? Because what's happening is that you're changing self-sabotaging pattern of like going all in and then not. And then you feel like crap. And it's like, you have a period of not doing anything. And then you're like, okay, get back into this and I'm going to do it right this time, you know, and again, and then you feel like crap again. And there's this like self-sabotaging, you know, a pattern that's this cycle that continues to happen. When you reframe differently and say, like, I could just like breathe through the day and be aware of what my body is trying to say and drink water, that's a really great start. And when yeah. you feel like you can actually do that and notice how you're feeling, like notice that you're feeling better, then you'll be more motivated to add other things. Yeah, absolutely. I just talked about this on a couple podcasts ago where coming out of the holidays, I w- my brain was just not happy. So I worked on, you know, my mental health and then I was like, okay, now this is better. The next step is, you know, you know, drinking my water, getting to the gym a couple times a week, that sort of thing. So baby steps. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Baby steps for sure. (laughs) Yeah. And being easy on yourself, right? Because it's, it's, it is hard work. It's hard work being an entrepreneur. Well, it's hard work being a, I think it's fun to be an entrepreneur. It's hard work being a CEO. Yes. It's like running your business. Entrepreneurship is like the fun part. You get to have these ideas and like, oh, I'm going to do this and it's fun. But the like the CEO part is like, you know, it's 
you know, it's the it's the part of yourself that hasn't made the decisions and have to do the yes. tests you don't necessarily like to do. And even when we're doing those tasks, when we're in CEO role, just pay attention to like what's happening to your shoulders, you know, pay attention to, you know, like, are you squeezing your thighs together? You know, sometimes we're even laying in bed and I'll tell you, I know this because it I, it's happened to me, you know, so I try to be honest so people will understand. I can be laying in bed and still be tense. Like, oh, like, absolutely. And it's like, and you tense and you're like, dang, really? I'm like laying down about to go to bed. Like, and, and that's the way you want to ask yourself. Well, does that mean I'm like this tense when I'm even sleeping? And yeah, sometimes people wake up and they have prints of their nails, mm-hmm. like, in, in their skin, and that's because they're clenching their fists while they're sleeping mm-hmm. with their teeth, right? The teeth grinding. Teeth yes, grinding. that's mine. I'll wake up, and if I'm particularly stressed or anxious, my jaw will be sore when I wake up. Right, 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 right. And so with those, those are when we start getting into like, what are some body-based interventions and or exercises that you could do in order to, to help facilitate I talk a lot about doing uh, the system called melt, which is uh, rolling with a body roller, a, not your typical body roller. It's a very different body roller. And then also tremoring. So this allowing your body to do uh, some shaking. Initially, you can have somebody facilitate you through that. But these are all self-care tooling that you can that I love to advocate for people to do on their own. It's really about how can I incorporate new practices in my day? throughout my day that are really quick and really simple so that I can feel better, you know, at the end of my day and do the things that I'm purpose to do. I love yeah. that. Yeah. Awesome. So if you had one actionable tip for our audience to take away from today's episode, what would it be? I would say, listen to your body. And I know that that is probably very general, but just maybe even come into the mindset of what is my body trying to tell me? Because if you're driving down the road and you're clenching the the steering wheel, your body is telling you you're in fight or flight. I like to tell people if you're tight, you're in fight or flight. So what are you going to do to tell your body that there is no threat? Oftentimes our body is responding to a threat when there really is no threat around. It's just because of the modern world that we live in. So, so many ways. So I would say, listen to your body. And when when you listen to your body, see if you can respond in kind. And one way you can do that is by breathing. And then also seeking out professionals to help you, uh, to help, you know, with other areas of your life, like, you know, Reiki, you know, maybe finding somewhere where you can, like a sauna or somewhere where you can like sweat out the things that are coming up for you. Lots of things that you could, that you could potentially do. Yeah. Awesome. Very good. So I always like to wrap up my podcast with the same three questions. Uh, The first is, what is your favorite business tool? My favorite business tool right now is a calendar, a straight up old school paper desk calendar, (laughs) because it is keeping my life in order. And, you know, and also I have so many electronics, but out, you know, where I'm out like interfacing with. And so if I have to name one that's on an electronic, I would probably say Canva and also uh, Devsado has been really helpful here lately. So yay! Oh, it makes me happy. I love that. <laughs> uh, and yeah, I'm a regular calendar person too. I had a digital. Well, I have Google Calendar, and I reference that for calls and and um, appointments and stuff. But I moved my tasks and like things I needed to get done 
the mm-hmm. business or for myself to a regular good old paper planner. And mm-hmm. it's worked really, really well. It's so good. We have to remember those things. My yes. calendar works good for me for like forecasting and planning. Yes. Like doing quarter one, quarter two, because you can actually like see it and physically like touch it. Yes. Yeah. I love that. So that is, those are those two. I, I cheated. Those are my two favorite. That's fine. I, I, I like it. Um, oh my right. I, more. I'm so sorry. Evernote. I cannot live without Evernote. Ah, I've heard good things about Evernote. Yeah, Evernote for sure. Okay, I'm done. Awesome. <laughs> uh, all right. So what is your favorite quote? Um, my favorite quote is I know it in my head, but I don't, I can't like I, I can't say it verbatim verbatim, but it's um uh, it's by Audrey Lord and is she's basically saying in a quote that it is so near and dear to my heart. Maybe I should memorize it, but I haven't. But it's basically saying that when we do self-care, it's a revolutionary act for us to actually do self-care and incorporate it into our day. It's almost it's like a social justice act in order for us to do that. It's so important, right? Because if we can't take care of ourselves, it is hard to take care of others. And yet we do that. Yes. That is how we get burnt out. Yeah. People say, oh, you can't you can't operate from an empty cup. People do it all the time. Yeah. It's called burnout. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. My husband and I just talked about that because he he was just off. You know, like when you're close to somebody like that, you can just see when they're off. And he was talking about him needing some time. He's like, but he felt guilty because that means I have our son more I have our son more often anyway because of his work schedule. Right. He's like, I just feel bad because you have him even more. And so here's the thing. You being like this isn't helpful to nobody. <laughs> and I love you, but like yeah. this is more stressful than you going and doing something for yourself and showing up 100% for us. Right. And he was like, oh, yeah. okay, well, I'm going to go golfing with the guys next week. I'm like, awesome, go do it. I'll figure, I'll figure it out. And it's not going to be every weekend, but it's something that you can right. do. It's a physical activity. Yeah. That, yeah. yeah. Talk a lot about that in my, in my uh, redefined program with my therapist is how do you like defining the levels? Right. Like, because you don't, there's a spectrum of, uh, of stress and overwhelm. And so he's not always going to be going out. Right. Right. Yeah. So understanding like what your body is telling you. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. All right. And then the last thing is, uh, it's, it's my favorite. If you and I were to go grab drinks, where would, if I was coming to you, where would we go and what would we have? Oh, if we were going to grab drinks, let's see, where would we go? Because I don't, um, uh, yeah, I think we would go. Oh, I don't remember any names. I would say probably the Catherine here. Yes. Yes. Because I they, love the Catherine. I know. they. The bar is pretty amazing. Yeah. Uh, also, they have these cute little pods outside that are like glammed up. Have you seen oh, them? No, I haven't. So cute. They have them like outside and they it's like climate controlled on the inside and you can bring friends and they have all these like poshy like pillows and everything. And so I would I would take you there and what would we drink? We probably would have amaretto sour. I'm feeling like sourish today. Oh, amaretto <laughs> sours are one of my favorites. Yeah, yeah. I, I love that. Well, but I may I may have to have one like there you go. Today. There you go. I love that. If you all don't know, so Alexis is it near Winston Salem. Are you in? Are you actually like in Winston Salem? I live in Winston. Yes. Okay. Awesome. So I Winston Salem is like my second home. I absolutely love Winston. I visit at least 
at least once a year. And um, I love the Catherine, but I have not seen those pods. So, and I will be in Winston at some point. So we'll, we might just have to make that happen. <laughs> Reach out to me. I love hanging out. Yeah. I don't hang okay. out. Mm-hmm. Speaking of hanging out, tell us where our audience can find you and hang out with you. Yes. Well, most of my things, uh, so my website and also Instagram. So I give lots of information. I just free content. I try to make things fun. I make reels. Um, and, and and the reels, it's really important for me just not to be funny, but also give information where people can consume it and, and also be really quick because we're in that kind of world. And so my Instagram account is hey.alexis.o. Please show me some love there, um, building my account and uh, just took a pivot. And so I, I, I love hanging out there. And then also my website, which is metaspacewellness.com. And that's M-E-T-A-S-P-A-C-E wellness.com. And that is where uh, I have most of my stuff, my contact pages there. If you need to reach out, ask any questions, I do um, retreats and uh, individual sessions for folks in like self-care coaching and helping build self-care plans. That's something that you're interested in as a CEO. I work specifically with therapists, but also if there is some time I can, you know, develop usually two months out, I can um, add people in if that's something that you want to do. And it's so, so important as a, as an entrepreneur and CEO. Yes. So those are the two places you can find me. Awesome. And if you reach out, let me know that you're, you've reached out through the podcast. I always like yes. to know how people find me. Awesome. All right. We'll get all of that in the show notes. Alexis, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. I'll see you around. See ya. Well, that wraps us up for this week. Thank you so much for joining on this episode of the Success Beyond Lens podcast. If you are loving our content, it would mean the world to me if you subscribe to our channel or left us a review. You can always hang out with me on the gram at Success Beyond the Lens. Hope to see you guys next week.